Well, it's wonderful uh, to be here with you, and I'd like to extend uh, the warmest welcome to you all. Uh, as one of the pastors here, I'd like to uh, extend a special welcome to those who are visiting with us uh, tonight. I thank you very much for coming. Um, we're very glad uh, that you are here with us. And also a special thank you uh, to Paul and to Anna and to all the musicians and the choir uh, for all the work that you have put in um, for our carol service this year. Now what we're going to do right now is we're going to spend some time uh, considering what the Bible says about Christmas. Because the Bible contains the true Christmas story. Now the Bible has two main sections that tell the Christmas story. One is in the Gospel of Luke and that has been read to you already uh, down here this evening. And the other account is found in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's here where I'd like to focus this evening. Now, as you're aware, one of the customs of Christmas is giving gifts. And uh, I have a question for you. What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? Now, for the kids here tonight, uh, do you have a list of things that you want for Christmas? Do you know what happens in my household when we get the toy catalogs out? I say, what would you like? Everything gets circled. It's like, absolutely, that's like, okay, dad's going to have to work another job to buy all your presents. But if you could only have one present, what would it be? You could have anything in the world. What would be the perfect gift? Now, for the, uh, Harry, you don't get to answer the question, sorry. You know, maybe for the kids here tonight, it, it's Lego. Or it's a new bike or scooter. Or maybe it's the PlayStation or the Xbox or the Switch. Or maybe it's um, Barbie or Bluey or Wiggles or Coco Melon or Paw Patrol or Star Wars or Pokemon. You can probably guess the stage of life that my children are at. Uh, or maybe you love sports and uh, you want the latest sport jersey. Uh, I will say if you go for Manchester United, don't worry about it this year, okay? Uh, maybe you want a cricket bat. Maybe you want a tennis Racket, what gift would you just love to receive for Christmas? And you know, for the kids here tonight, maybe you can draw a picture of that and show it to me when we're finished. But you know what? It's not only the kids who like to get presents. You know, here's a little secret. Most adults love presents as well. And uh, usually the adults' presents are a lot more expensive than the children's presents. So for those here who are teenagers or young adults or adults, what would you like for Christmas. Have you got a list? If you could get anything you want this year, what would you choose? You know, this Christmas, there will be millions and millions of dollars spent on Christmas presents. Okay, so many trees will be filled with gifts. So many grandparents will buy so many presents that we parents have to consider doing an extension on our homes to fit the presents. You know, there will be millions and millions of gifts purchased. But no matter how great these gifts may be, and I hope you get a wonderful gift for Christmas, they're not the greatest gift of Christmas. Because the greatest gift ever given at Christmas cannot be purchased. It cannot be bought on Amazon. It isn't on Timu. It's not at Kmart or Meyer or Costco or Bunnings. The greatest gift cannot be bought anywhere. But I'd like you to understand that the greatest gift 
is available to all. Everybody can have the greatest gift. Now that sounds pretty exciting, doesn't it? Everyone here tonight, everyone in the whole world can have the greatest gift that has ever been given. It doesn't that sound like good news? Don't you want the greatest gift that's ever been given? Do you know what? That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is all about the greatest gift ever given. And that gift is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He was given to mankind by God the Father at that first Christmas. And I'd like to explain to you from Matthew chapter 1 why Jesus is the greatest gift ever given. Now, most people are aware that Christmas remembers Jesus' birth. I'm pretty sure that's not news to you tonight. You've heard that before. And if you haven't, you learned something new today. So that's nice. But what's important to establish is that the story of Jesus being born to a virgin in a manger in Bethlehem amongst the animals, that's not a fairy tale. Okay, what, what we remember at Christmas, this is not a once upon a time story. Okay, this, this is not the greatest Disney tale, nor is it some fable that merely teaches moral lessons, but rather this is historical. It is fact, not fiction. It's a true story. Jesus, the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary in the small town of Bethlehem, amongst the animals, the one whom the angels sung about, the one whom the shepherds and the wise men worshipped, the, the one who grew up to calm storms, heal the sick, raise the dead, the one who ultimately went to the cross, died and rose again on that third day. That's not made up. It's not Walt Disney's ultimate tale. And that's very clear from how the Christmas story starts in the book of Matthew. Now, I want to warn you that the Christmas story probably doesn't start how you would think. Have you ever seen a movie and the start was like, this is horrible. It's like, what, what's going on? It seems like such a bad beginning, but it ends up being a wonderful movie. Okay. But the introduction seemed bizarre. Okay, the introduction to the Christmas story in Matthew it starts with a very long list of names, 17 verses of names, and they're not easy names to say. Uh, I was going to get the congregation to read it for me, but I, I changed my mind, so you can thank me for that later. But this is what I want you to understand. This list, it's full of real people from real history. And, and this long genealogy, it straightaway eradicates the false notion that Jesus is a fairy tale. He's not some legend, he's not some myth. The Bible doesn't start once upon a time, but rather it grounds Jesus in history. Okay, Jesus is real. He, he's not a metaphor, he's not some fable, he, he's not some story that's just invented by the church, but he's a real person who came in real time in a real place. Okay, the Christmas story of Jesus being born in a manger in Bethlehem to the Virgin Mary, it's fact, not fiction. It's not just another mythical tale. And it's important for you to understand this point. Jesus coming to this world actually happened. 
It's an undeniable historical fact. Now, with that established, it leads to the so what question. Okay, what, why is this significant? Okay, you may well be thinking, okay, Brendan, I'll take your word for it. I can see your points. Uh, Jesus is historical. It's not some myth. It's, it's not Disney. But is the birth, isn't the birth of Jesus just another birth of some other significant historical figure? What, what's so special about the birth of Jesus? Okay, that there has been many births of significant people throughout history. What, why is this any difference? What, why is this birth so vital? And the answer to that question is that Jesus' birth is the arrival of the greatest gift that was ever given. Why is Jesus the greatest gift? Okay, well, Jesus is the greatest gift because of who he is. And this is actually established in that long list of names that I was talking about. That, that list, it's evidence that Jesus is Messiah, okay, that Jesus is God. He's referred to as the son of David, the son of Abraham. Okay? Jesus is Christ. He is Lord. So we need to understand that Jesus is not just another baby. He, he is unique. There has never been anyone like him and there never will be anyone else like him because Jesus is God. Jesus is God. And Jesus did the most astonishing thing. When he came to earth, he remained God. Okay, so Jesus didn't stop being God. And what that means is that God came to earth. God took upon himself humanity. Okay, this is what happened at Christmas. Jesus became a real man. Possessing real and complete humanity, body, soul, mind, emotions, will, is exactly the same as you and I, except without sin. So this baby in the manger, when you see a nativity scene this Christmas, remember, this baby is fully God and fully man, united in one person. Okay, that's incredible. That's hard to fathom. And right now, if your brain is like exploding and you don't understand that's a good thing. It means you're starting to get it. But why was this required? Okay, why would God do this? Why would God come to earth? Okay, is this just some cool party trick? Hey, look at what I can do? Okay, well, no. Jesus did this in order to deal with the greatest problem that mankind has. And that's why he is the greatest gift. Okay, what's mankind's greatest problem? Well, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 says this. It says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus is the Savior from sin. This is why he came. Jesus came to save sinners. So understand, Jesus didn't come to be a political or social Savior. He's more than a moral teacher. He's more than a miracle worker. He's more than some wise sage. He's more than a self-help guru. Jesus is the savior of sinners. Okay, that was the mission. That's why he came. And this is why he's the greatest gift, because Jesus deals with our greatest need. Okay, that babe in the manger was sent by God the Father on a rescue mission. 
on a rescue mission to save mankind from, from the great and eternal mess that we have plunged ourselves into. He gave His Son to save sinners like you and me. And that's what Christmas is all about, and that's why it matters. This is why Jesus is the greatest gift. Now, I need you to understand something, and I want to warn you that what I'm about to say is a bit like when you have to swallow that yucky medicine. It's not going to taste nice. You might you know, screw your face up and get the heebie-jeebies. But you need to understand that you're a sinner, as am I. Okay, this is the common unifier of all humanity. We're sinners by nature. Okay, we're born sinners and we choose to sin. The Bible is very clear. It says, for all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. Okay, and we are all included in the all. Okay, we've all sinned in thousands of different ways. And when we sin, it's actually rebellion against God. And it separates us from Him. And God must and He will punish sin. Eternal hell is what we all deserve. And this will be your eternal home if you reject the greatest gift ever given. So my friend, you need to understand your dire predicament. You've rebelled against God. You've committed treason against the Creator and you stand before Him guilty. And the charge sheets is so long. And the fires of hell are burning hot that they're awaiting you. And this is why Jesus Christ is the greatest gift ever given because He was born. He came into this world to deal with our sin problem. Now the birth of Jesus itself didn't eradicate our sin problem. But this was the vital starting place of Jesus' earthly mission. And Jesus went on to live the perfect life that we never could. Not once did Jesus sin. Isn't that amazing? Not once did He curse. Not once did He disobey His parents. And all the parents saying, wow, wouldn't that be amazing? Not once did He sin. Okay, there was not one blemish. Jesus was perfect in every way. And yet He went to the cross and He died for sinners. Okay, Jesus Christ was born to die. And there at the cross, this wonderful transaction took place. Okay, at the cross, Jesus took our sin upon Himself. So our sin was taken and put, in, and put sorry, on Him. And God the Father treated Jesus as if He was the sinner, even though He was not. And my friend, it was your sin and it was my sin for which Jesus died. But get this, on the third day, Jesus rose again. Okay, and that's very good news because what it reveals, what it signifies, is that Jesus' sacrifice was accepted. Jesus completed the rescue mission. And this is why Jesus is the greatest gift ever given because He alone is able to provide the way for our sin to be dealt with. And Jesus is the only way. Okay, that there is no other way. Doesn't matter if you're born into a Christian family. Doesn't matter if you attend the church. Doesn't matter if you're a member of a denomination. Doesn't matter how many good things you do. Jesus 
Jesus is the only way to experience salvation. Nothing else is able to pay for your sin. Nothing else is able to deal with your guilt and shame. Nothing else can restore your relationship with God. Nothing else can ensure your entrance to heaven. Only Jesus can do that. But understand, like all gifts, Jesus, the greatest gift, has to be received. The glorious gift of salvation has to be received individually. I can't make you accept the gifts. It's up to you. And hence that leads to a very important question. Well, how how do I do that? How how do I receive this greatest gift? Well, very simply, it's received by repentance and faith. What does that mean? Well, it means acknowledging you're a sinner. Lord, I have sinned. I have sinned against you. I am sorry for my sin. Turning from that and believing, placing your faith in Jesus. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, it means believing that Jesus is God and that He died on the cross for your sin and that this alone is able to save you. To continue the metaphor, this is how you rip off the paper of the greatest gift and claim it as your own. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's the message of the Bible. So the custom of giving gifts, something that we practice in our society, it points to a far greater reality. And that reality is that God the Father, out of immense love for mankind, gave the greatest gift possible, that being His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And He went about purchasing the greatest gift that we could ever receive, and that is salvation from sin. Reconciliation with God. A home in heaven with Him forever. And hence my question for everybody here tonight is this. Have you received the greatest gift ever given? Have you received it? No, Jesus is infinitely greater than any other Christmas present. And He can be yours. You can have this salvation that I'm talking about. The question is, will you receive the gift? It's freely extended to you today. Will you accept Jesus and the wonderful gift of salvation that He extends to you? The choice is yours to make. And this is what Christmas is all about. Jesus is the greatest gift. And I trust that you have received this gift. And if you never have, make today the day that you receive the greatest gift ever given. And if you would like to know more about that, please seek one of us out once we're finished. We would love to talk to you more about the greatest gift ever given. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we stand uh, in awe uh, of the Christmas story. The fact that uh, Jesus Christ uh, came to earth and He came in order to save us from our sin. Lord, I do pray that if there be uh, one here tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Savior, that never accepted the gift of salvation, uh, that they would make uh, this most important uh, decision today. Uh, We do pray these things in Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake. Amen.